41st episode of the Havalo Hubble Travel Podcast. I am your co-host, Kevin Allen. With me, as always... Catherine Talkbox. Um, uh, we're with Hawaii Magazine. Thank you for not saying our annual podcast. I it's don't our think you do bi-weekly that. podcast, once every two, once every two weeks. Um, and we have a very special guest with us today. We do. Let's say hi to Ed Schultz. Hi, Ed. Hey, everybody. Hey, Thanks for joining us. So let me introduce Ed um, for our listeners. So Ed is a president of Hawaii Host Group, or he has been since 2018. And this year, you combined titles, right? You're the president and CEO now. Um, prior to joining Hawaiian Host Group, he was a president and owner of Honolulu Coffee, which really intrigues Kevin, by the way, because Kevin loves Honolulu Coffee Company. He, They all know Fantastic. him there. Yeah, um, what I found interesting in reading your bio is that you kind of have a very, like, it's the background that I would have not expected someone to head up a chocolate manufacturer in Hawaii. Yeah. You worked in banking, um, and crazily enough, you have an engineering degree from, from Vanderbilt. Like, what happened? <laughs> I, I fell off the engineering rails uh, early. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, it's one of those things. You're you're um, you're 18 years old, and and you're like, well, I'm going to university, and got to pick a major. And I, I had no idea. My my love at 18 was football and baseball, and um, and so, like, well, what are you what are you good at? Well, I'm good at numbers. Oh, you, you should you should do mathematics. No, I don't want to do that. Okay, engineering. Okay, fine. Sounds good. And um, so I got into you know I was in the engineering school and. Um, you know, I got into it because I, I like to design things, um, and I thought, okay, I did civil structural engineering, and um, man, I had a great couple of internships in, in college. One was uh, working for a sports architecture firm doing, you know, structures for baseball stadiums. So That's cool. I thought it would be so cool, and then it was like, oh man, I was I was designing how to hold up the bathroom on the second level, and. Uh, and then you know, then I was like, no, okay, maybe not. So I have another passion, just about travel and transportation. And so um, I did another one for a firm that designed like high-speed trains, like little train sets. And uh, and so I was like, well, that's cool. And then I got in there and I was like, these people never saw the outside. It was just like a cubicle farm. And I was like, I I just can't do that. So I, I finished two internships and I knew I was in trouble. So. <laughs> Um, I was 21, and then I said, "Okay, well, I'm, I'm good at problem solving. And, and what do you do at when you? Well, you know, banking pays well, and you get to go live in New York City. So, okay, sign me up." And, uh, and so I interviewed, and and, uh, and I went into banking because again, I was good with numbers and problem solve, and um, I wanted to live in New York, and that seemed like a good a good fit. Where are you from, Ed? I grew up in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. So New York yeah. must have seemed like a like yeah, a pretty big so city. It's, you know, I grew up in Massachusetts, um, pretty pretty rural Massachusetts, but you know, went to school in the South, and uh, and then decided to come back to the Northeast. You know, and when you're when you're 23, New York is amazing. That's a place are to you, be. Are you a diehard um, Reds fan? Then I mean, the Red Sox. Yeah, I'm, I'm a diehard Red Sox, Patriots, uh, Bruins, Celtics. You name it, Boston sports. Wow, you are hardcore New England. Hardcore. My so eyes watch from here. Over. Yeah. Games are on it. Games are on at one thirty in the afternoon. It, it makes it uh, hard to follow. Or uh, six a.m. Football's like yeah. Football's actually the football's actually okay. You know, I got to watch the Patriots this weekend, but baseball, basketball, uh, very difficult to watch in hockey East Coast games. 
<laughs> and now you're the um, now you're the president and CEO of a chocolate company. Where did yeah. that? Uh, where, where is the connecting line between banking yeah, and New York? Yeah, that, that makes uh, sense. Um, you know, so it's funny. So um, post nine eleven uh, in New York, I, that was the, I think we, we kind of you know I got over New York quickly post nine eleven, um, and you know wanted to, to go do something else, and um, so I took a break, and um, you know I. I but at that point, I had developed a passion living in New York around, you know, food, um, craft retailers, you know, people still making things. Um, and I had learned a lot in banking uh, at a young age. I mean, I think that's what was amazing about investment banking is at a young age, you learn a lot of stuff quickly. I mean, you work long hours, but it's um, you get pretty polished with a few things. And so I was able to go out and said, you know, and I'll tell you the quick version of this. I, I, Decided what else? I wanted to get into wine, so uh, I was I was going to get into wine, and then I had a very um, somebody I met who I respect, uh, you know, told me the old story of, you know, how do you how do you make a small fortune in wine? You start with a large one, oh. and uh, so and so I, I was like, God, it's not good for me at you know <laughs> at thirty. Better figure out something else. Maybe this is something at fifty I can do, and. Um, and so I, but I love beverages. And at that time, you know, it was Starbucks or nothing, right? It was, uh, you know, 2002 and it was, Starbucks was crazy. And we in banking had actually, you know, invested in a few suppliers at Starbucks. We understood, I understood it. Um, and so I got into coffee um, in 2003 and, and did that for a long time, but always, you know, loved chocolate, loved any, you know, artisan food, um, different purveyors, was always passionate about learning and, Ultimately, I think like every entrepreneur, you know, who's successful at it, you know, you have to be endlessly curious. And um, and I would just, you know, anybody they wanted to talk. And so chocolate in Hawaii, Mac nuts, um, beer makers, rum makers. Like I love going, learning what the guys at Kohana are doing. Um, so any of that stuff. And um, I actually joined the board of directors um, in 2017 of Hawaiian Host. And I think the board was looking for, you know, somebody had had some entrepreneurial background related to consumer products. We had done well in Japan with Honolulu Coffee. You know, um, you know, we had over 20 stores in Tokyo and Osaka. And I think when you put all that together, they said, come join the board. And, um, you know, good leaders ask a lot of questions. And so I was asking a lot of questions and, uh, and I think a couple of the board members said, you know, it's we need a, um, a CEO transition. You know, Keith uh, had been there for 25 years and was retiring and um, said, hey, would you would you want to come do this? So it was great. I, I had a one year transition with Keith. Um, and so he was president and CEO and then they split the title. And then so I took president for a year and then became president and CEO in, in January um, pre apocalyptic depression disaster so i've showed a lot of self-restraint i think I mean, this episode not asking you about honolulu coffee company um which is funny because cat knows that's the place where i go to run away <laughs> from my desk um, so there's a honolulu coffee company shop directly across the street from our offices in downtown of course we're not okay. there anymore and this guy would go so often that 
he'd walk in and they wouldn't even talk to they just hand him his coffee like, they, they knew, knew exactly they knew my order the baristas were so friendly and you're right though it was starbucks or nothing because yeah it was just starbucks right next to us and i didn't want to go to starbucks anymore because it's such you know i don't know it, it was much more of a personal experience at Honolulu Coffee Company. And when I went there yesterday and saw that they were temporarily closed, it broke oh. my heart. We just, I think we just did that. You know, I, I still own a, a part of it. And um, we just did that because, you know, I, we can all disagree on what our government leaders are doing. But that, I think the, the last stay at home order really put sort of a nail in the coffin for a while. And so yeah. I think we just said, hey, we, we, we're going to have to take a break here. Um, you know, when it was a small store. And I think in the spring we were open, but you know, now with schools back in theory in session, um, there's so many fewer people downtown than there was even all summer long because, you know, now you gotta do something with the kids at home and make sure they're actually like doing stuff from distance learning, which is the right. whole, you know, I, I feel for a lot of working women. I mean, they now have two full-time jobs, right? I mean, it's like, the, the responsibility you, generally falls on that, and and you, it sucks. I mean, it, it could set women back for a decade if we don't figure this out of how to get kids back in school, um, and it's truly unfair. So yeah, I 100% agree. You're preaching yeah. to cat. You're preaching to cat right now. Cat is. Cat <laughs> has a. How old is your son? I mean, okay, so I'm not homeschooling him, but he's like almost four. But preschools yeah. were shut down. And try and deal with a four-year-old, a three-year-old boy running around the house, stir crazy. And, you know, I have to sit in Zoom meetings and write. I mean, it was impossible. It was impossible. So. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. And um, that's why I, I firmly believe, you know, we need to be back in office spaces. Kids need to be back in schools. I mean, I, everybody talks about the new normal of working remote, which I, um, I think is a fallacy. I mean, we're not all Google. And uh, we're not all, you know, we, we've got people that need to collaborate and be in person. And we in Hawaii, we don't all have home spaces that are adaptable to the homeworking either. Um, we got, you know, louver windows and the yard guy comes or the neighbor's yard guy comes. And it's like, well, I can't do calls from one to three on Thursdays or, you know, um, we, we don't have separate rooms in the house where, you know, the, the working you know parents have their offices and the kids have their space. And. I mean, it's tough. I mean, this oh. is not, you know. Now you're preaching to Kevin now you're and his like, to me. 300 square foot studio. <laughs> I lost, I lost my kitchen. It's become my office now. I had to right? set, I had to set up my whole desk in my, in my yeah. kitchen breakfast. Ed, room. we did a whole podcast where Kevin was in his bathroom because oh, yeah. there was construction going on outside. <laughs> and there was no other place for us to record. There was, it was no awesome. other place. And right yeah. when I went into my bathroom, the guys. <laughs> who were uh, right next to my bathroom window started doing yard work. So I was just, there was no escaping oh, it. Stop it, stop it. Now just, with Hawaiian Hose being yeah. a manufacturer though, you guys have been able to stay um, working, right? You guys are still in operation. Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, you know, we're an essential business um, per the definition of all these emergency orders. Um, you know, we, we don't necessarily need to make stuff given the fact that, you know, we, we have no visitors and local people can't travel and take product or local people can't get together and, and share our product. So demand has been, in Hawaii, has been a significant challenge for us. Um, and it's been unfortunate. You know, we've, we've had to, we've tried to keep people furloughed as long as possible. We, we have had to um, make layoffs like everybody. Um, and so we've been trying to manage through it 
you know, I think back in, in April, our team did a, an amazing job coming together quickly and aligning on, you know, if, who can work from home? How can we do it safely? How can we bring people back safely? So we brought everybody back to the office in May when we felt things were safe. We we're an essential business um, and people loved it. I mean, we we're all back together, but we were, we were doing temperature checks before it was, you know, even a, a requirement. Um, we had extra sanitizing, hand sanitizing stations put up all over the place. I, mean, I think we did a, a great job with it. Um, and, uh, and people appreciated it. We said, if you had kids, you know, until schools are back in, we're totally flexible, you know, try and come in if you can, but if not, we, we understand. Um, and so, yeah, we've been selectively making things. Um, we've been really, from summer, really making holiday specific items um, that we didn't already have an in inventory. So that's been most of our production focus. Are you talking about these? Uh, yeah, we made those. That was a new product. That was supposed to launch on March 15th. So oh it didn't God. launch on March 15th. It <laughs> launched in the summer, you know, when we um, when we had it together. But that's about the first new product um, after I came in that the team really worked on. And you can see the overhaul in the packaging. Um, mm -hmm. You know, really, we, we wanted in that packaging really uh, some nod to, you know, botanical culture uh, of, you know, of Hawaii and our ag roots with growing macadamias. Uh, we use sort of old British um, botanical illustrations, but try to yeah. make it contemporary and um, and really a great texture to the bag. The bag's got a great feel to it. It does feel nice. I'll explain to the listeners who maybe not list, or aren't watching our video. Um, these are new pan-coated chocolate-covered macadamia nuts, and there's a variety of flavors. I think the sea salt toffee dark chocolate is one of the newer ones, right? Um, yeah, so the... Yeah, that, that one, and then uh, the toasted coconut one, and the matcha. I already ate the toasted coconut one. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you had mentioned that, you know, local you know local people, it's not, I mean, this is something we would buy for gifts, or, you know, visitors come, and it's sort of a, it's, it's, it's kind of an iconic um, brand for, for visitors, and I know a lot of our viewers and listeners are really familiar with Hawaiian Host. I, for one, am one of those locals who buy the tray of dark chocolate or chocolate covered macadamia and eat it myself. I do. People know, if you know me, I sit and I'll eat a whole box of it. And I did eat I've the milk chocolate, happen. the dark chocolate, the corner coffee, and the toasted coconut yeah. bags. They're gone. Well, that's, and so we meant by those bags is we really wanted to go from a just a pure a gift to something that was more self-consumption. And, um, and we feel like this bag really does that. So this... This size bag is available here. Um, there's an eight ounce available in Hawaii. There's a 20 ounce available um, on the mainland and like lots of stores at Costco. Um, and then there's a four ounce version uh, on the mainland that's that's meant for uh, grocery or airport shops um, like a Hudson News, uh, mm -hmm. you know, stores, uh, you know, like a Cost Plus World Market um, carries that product in a four ounce. Can you explain the difference? I mean, I think most people are familiar with the, the box, right? Yeah. And these are more premium. And what does it mean to be like pan coated and it's got, it's like dusted with sure. powdered sugar? Yeah, so the, the best way to describe um, so uh, it, the, the ones that go in a box are called enrobed chocolates. So that's almost like walking into a Krispy Kreme. So have you ever been to a Krispy Kreme and watched the, the, the glazing? So same thing happens with the chocolate is we set a bottom layer of chocolate. The nuts are then set, hand set on top of the chocolate. Um, and then it goes through this curtain or wall of, of melted chocolate like Willy Wonka. 
and it and it has a perforated bottom and it falls through and so we call those the enrobed and then it goes on this cooling line the the pan coating is super interesting the best way i i make it for somebody thinking about how you do this at home is um we have a giant thing that looks like uh a chicken rotisserie oven and and so what you do is you you throw the nuts in this thing it tumbles around like a, a giant um like a dryer and then you spray chocolate onto it and you blast it with cold air and it, it sets and then you add more chocolate and blast it with cold air and then it gets it slightly gets bigger and bigger and bigger do you feel um, like do you feel yeah like and then the other part sometimes? is the flavoring is cool because it comes out of more like an artisan kitchen so what you're trying to do is we bring it into these uh hot hot pots and so we're we're heating up local honey um, so actually all the honey on the honey uh, glazed ones are, are is actually macadamia tree nut honey. Um, so it's bees that are in the trees. Oh, wow. um, yeah, and then Kona coffee. So we used um, this coffee purveyor that's great called Honolulu Coffee. And we, we made a, um, a cold brew out of it and then, um, you know, coated the nuts before we put them into this uh, giant rotisserie. And then lastly, I would say the difference is too, is one leaves this kind of polished, shiny effect. And in this case, all of this product has these different dusted coatings on it. So um, it, it has a very different mouthfeel and texture to it than the, uh, than the ones that come out of the box. How, how long does it take, like the creative process, I guess, or just the brainstorming, the planning on making these chocolates? Like how long is that? does that process take? Years? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I think, um, it really takes us, if we figured it out, it takes about 15 months to go from idea to grocery floor, outlet floor. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it, it's it's quite a process. And that's where, you know, big companies, it takes longer and smaller ones, your advantage, um, you know, the small artisan chocolate guys, they, they come up with an idea and in two weeks they got, you know, they got box and they got a, a concept. Um, whereas for us, you know, I think there's a lot of different things that go into, you know, we're, we're big, you know, we're, we're Hawaii's largest consumer products company, but compared to a mainland food company, we're tiny, but we still sell products, you know, all over North America. Um, we have an office in Tokyo. Um, and until COVID hit, we had an office in Singapore. Wow. And all of these markets have to be taken into consideration when you look at that and say, what's the right size? What is the market requirements on regulatory? So that's why some of these things take, you know, a while to get into. Kevin wants to know what your favorite chocolate is. <laughs> he is does. It, is, are he you a milk chocolate earlier. kind of guy or a dark chocolate kind of guy? Uh, you mean like of our, of our line or you mean just in the world, what's my favorite chocolate? We'll call it your line uh, of, of the Hawaiian host, host yeah. of chocolates. Yeah. I mean, I love our founders collection, um, dark, um, you know, I think it's uh, it's fantastic. Um, it's you know the most premium product we make in the dark chocolate line. Um, I, I actually think that our our honey glazed product is the best one we make because I feel like we use local honey and it gives this crunch to the nut that is unbelievable. Um, and but then it's got a great you know chocolate taste on the outside of it. Um, if we're being open and honest and we get past, you know, uh, you know, Hawaiian host, um, you know, I love, uh, Dick Taylor. I think what they do is fantastic out of Eureka, California. Um, and then there's another chocolatier, a good friend, um, called 
Christopher Elbow, so Elbow Chocolates. So there's a store in Hayes Valley um, in San Francisco. He's done a line of ice creams with Hagenost, and uh, he, he's a great, you know, mostly Valrona chocolate um, chef. He's worked, used to work for Emerald. Have you always been a chocolate guy, or is it something you've acquired because you you work here? Do you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I've always enjoyed chocolate, but I, I would say I've definitely, my palate you know, changed over the years, and now definitively sort of in a dark, dark milk. You know, I'm not at 80% dark, but I'm a, you know, put me in the 60s, 60% cacao dark is my uh, my sweet spot. How much chocolate should be a do you quiz eat a about day? This. Huh? How much chocolate do you eat a day, roughly? Me? <laughs> Both of you. Uh, no, less, I want to see if Cat eats more less, than you. Yeah, the difference between here's the difference between you know I realized this quickly when I put on the uh, the Hawaiian host ten pounds you know with the strawberry <laughs> mandatory. Um, you know you, you all these other things you, you do and and you can spit right so it's like you, you get into wine and you're like well you don't become an alcoholic because you can spit you get into coffee and you don't become caffeine addicted because you you do coffee cuppings and you you know you can spit. Um, with rum, beer, whatever it is, th there's no spitting chocolate. Like it goes in and it's going down. You gotta eat um, it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta burn those calories later. You gotta burn those calories. Yeah, yeah. The other way you can just give them back. Um, <laughs> this is <laughs> you gotta burn them. So, this is why um, I don't work for a chocolate company or an ice cream company or yeah, a potato ice, chip company. Yeah, ice cream is the same way. Chips, you're right. All these things are beverages can come back, you know, but the, all these other food things are hard. So, um, you know, my wife was like, you're great, got your job. Here's your dog. Go, go run the dog. Yeah, walk the dog now. <laughs> that's my uh, that's my control, my weight loss control. It must have been interesting to um, to kind of, you know, take over the helm of, Hawaiian host, which has been around for, you know, 80 plus years. And there's this really like, you know, set in brand, Hawaii brand that everyone knows. Yeah. Was it, was it maybe challenging to, or, you know, you don't want to like mix or screw with the formula too much because obviously it's been working for 80 plus right. years. Was it ever like challenging or scary to really like be like, Hey, let's, you know, let's do this or let's think outside yeah. of this box. Yeah. I mean, uh, every day, you know, it's, um, but I think what we, you know, um, what we have to do is, is make both of the brands, Hawaiian Host and Mauna Loa, you know, when I tell people, I mean, we have to make them relevant for the next 50 years. You know, Hawaiian Host uh, has been around since 1927. Um, and and I, as I say, I, I've said this before, I mean, I love them because they're, they're two of Hawaii's oldest, most heritage brands. Um, and, you know, but... You know, it's, it's, there's a very a famous uh, Gustav Mahler quote that, you know, he'll say, um, tradition is about the preservation of the flame, not the worship of the ashes. And, mm -hmm. and so I think you got to look at it this way is that you can't be so afraid that, you know, you're going to do something wrong or alienate somebody. I mean, we've got great brand strength. Our customers will come along, but we've got to make them relevant. And so, you know, how you consume product changes. Um, and so, for example, with the product that Catherine um, Kat just had was one of my first trips. Uh, for, I went to go see our team in Asia. I went to Singapore. Um, I met our big distributor there who handles all the airports. You know, we're in uh, Changi Airport in Singapore. We're in Hong Kong. We're in Bangkok. And we do great volumes in these airports. Um, and he said, you know, I said, what are we missing? And he said, well, you, you guys, you know, 25 years ago when we started working, 
you know, everybody only did boxes. And now the chocolate world has changed. So boxes or gifts are a third of the market, even in an airport. A stand-up bag that's self-consumption is a third of the market, you know, and then kids is a third of the market. And, um, and that got me thinking like, well, we don't have to alienate the people who eat them in boxes. We just got to like start addressing the segments of the market that we haven't, we haven't taken on. Um, and so that's where that new product came from. It wasn't meant to take away from other stuff. It was meant to grow what we were doing yet still rely on, you know, the, the macadamia nut is our hero and, um, and make sure we made a great product for, for a new group of, um, uh, customers or consumers. I'm curious about, um, you mentioned earlier, because you have different markets, the mainland market, you have the Asian market, and then the local market. Are there different flavors or different um, are there different products that you have in yeah. these different areas that are unique? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, here locally, I mean, our, our classic milk chocolate is by far the best seller. Um, I think it was made with, you know, a, a creamy, you know, but very sweet. You know, there is a, a decent amount of sugar in our uh, formulation for milk chocolate. Um, I think we see on the mainland, the market shifting definitely toward dark um, and more of a, uh, you know, the less sugary, more health and wellness focused sort of, you know, belief in what we're eating. And you go in Asia, um, the palate there is still very milk chocolate, hmm. but it is by far less sweet. So they want it milk and creamy with not as much sugar. Um, and so we have products that just, you know, address these different segments. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, we, we try to keep those in focus of what we're doing. And, um, you know, we're, we're coming out in January, we're launching like the matcha product is a great example. So we have matcha here. That's, it's fantastic. People like it locally, but in Asia, people don't really love our matcha. And so in Japan, we've actually partnered with Itoen um, to use their matcha. And in January, we'll launch a co-branded product made for the Japan market that is heavier matcha content, less sugar, um, and, a, and a very different palate taste, although it's still, you know, it's macadamia nut and um, white chocolate mixed with, with matcha. Well, that's interesting. And yeah. As you're, I know you've only been, you know, CEO for these past few years, but are, are there any other new initiatives that you've, that you've pushed or maybe have started <laughs> during your time, or is this kind of your first big real? No, no. I mean, I, I think we came in and said, look, we, we need a, um, you know, the opportunity is, is huge. Um, and we, we're very careful when we're, you know, um, when we're going to take on existing product and redesign it. Uh, but then we're also finding, you know, what we're going to do to add new products. So Hawaiian Host is, uh, will launch in November another line um, called our Coho Label. Uh, Coho Label will be our ultra premium um, chocolates. There'll be uh, a series of bonbons. Oh. And, um, and so totally different product, not an enrobed nut. It'll have things like macadamia praline as the center, uh, then mixed with different things. So we'll have a macadamia praline that's got coconut in it. We've got a macadamia praline that's got um, lilikoi. Uh, so we'll have lilikoi, coconut, um, plain macadamia praline, uh, Kona coffee, uh, sea salt. So were those a launch uh, in November? Well, you definitely uh, got your first customer. Uh, I saw a cat's yeah, right. face lighting up. 
when you're talking. Yeah, about it. that sounds awesome. Wait, so you're yeah. launching this in November of this yes. year? Of this year, yeah. And for now, it'll be exclusively um, an online e-com product. Um, our website is going to get an overhaul October the 1st, so it'll be a brand new e-commerce shopping experience. Um, and we're bringing fulfillment back from the mainland. We used to fulfill off the mainland, but we wanted to create jobs here in Hawaii, so we're pulling all of our e-commerce packaging and shipping origination out of um, here, and we'll do it out of Ipale. I was going to um, ask, is, yeah. is, your, is this big e-commerce push? I mean, like, I know a lot of businesses locally, um, you know, since COVID, um, they've yeah. made huge e-commerce pushes, and a lot of people are redesigning their websites and, you know, making more virtual storefronts. Is it is this kind of a response to the, to yeah. the pandemic? Yeah, we, we did a, I think back in April, we brought together the top, you know, 15 people in the company, and essentially, you know, we, we broke the team down into four different groups. Um, you know, one was, one was discovery, which was like, somebody's got to tell us everything we need to know about COVID. Uh, one was the design team that said, what do we need to do to design things that will fit? So this group kind of came up with a list and you know, overhauling e-com is one of them. Um, and then, uh, you know, we got to implement and then, you know, kind of go forward and decide what we want to do. And this was a project we felt made it. The Mauna Loa website just relaunched uh, a week ago. So it's a, it's a brand new website, um, a much better shopping experience again. Um, and then you asked about new products. I want to talk about this because I think it's super interesting. So we, we talked and said on the Mauna Loa side, you know, we really need to separate the two brands together, um, or apart, sorry, from they were too closely aligned before. And so Mauna Loa, I think, will relaunch in January as Hawaii's premier plant-based food company. Um, and so in January launches our non-dairy ice creams made from macadamia nut milk. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And the response has been fantastic. So, uh, I think, you know, Safeway here is the first, uh, retailer grocery that'll pick it up. It'll be in store in February. Um, there's about 500 Albertson Safeway stores, uh, on the mainland from San Francisco up through Seattle. that will have them in time for Christmas. Um, and so the idea is you know, really changing Mauna Loa to be uh, a health and wellness brand that's about you and about what makes you happy. Um, and we really want Hawaiian Host to be um, the more indulgent brand that is about sharing. How does it make, you know, the the whole family, you know, it's more about Ohana and Aloha than it is about, you know, my own kind of, as we say earlier, Mauna Loa is more about Mauna and, and um, Hawaiian Host is more about Aloha and, and Ohana. Oh. Awesome. Lots of news. I was taking uh, notes. Kevin. Oh, yeah, we got, we got, we we got, got stuff coming. We got articles in the hopper now, too. Well, shoot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, Ed. We've got, we've got samples of the ice cream. We'll, we'll give you samples of the ice cream. Oh, send those right over to Cat. Our, our favorite flavor is the, uh, the Rocky Road to Hana. So the, the Rocky Road to Hana is like a rocky road, except it's got mac nuts and coconut in it um, in place of the other typical, you know, traditional inclusions. I mean, twist my arm <laughs> if you have to well thank you, you. thank you so much ed uh this has been yeah. a really wonderful talk um and cat do you want to do the shout outs for today our, no. our end of show who i mean i can but if you guys want more information about hawaiian host oh uh, where can people find your products hawaiianhost.com and monaloa monaloa.com and um 
And uh, yeah, we're um, available at Ecom, many groceries on the mainland, obviously here in Hawaii, almost everywhere. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know exactly, Canada might be a little tougher. Um, I know London, London Drug carries our, uh, our product. They're oh. uh, the, the top Canadian customer. Might be in that same town that we're talking yeah, about. That might be <laughs> that like 50 of you are watching us from. <laughs> well, um, anyway, yeah, so yeah, um, we'll put our this information in our show notes. Um, for all of you who are interested, you can um, you guys ship to the mainland, obviously. Um, Uniqlo also has your new T-shirts, right? Available. Oh yeah, that was that was a great collab there. Yeah. You know who's so also in also Uniqlo? Available. Me. I'm I'm a model for their their collared oh, shirts, and I'm still up there. <laughs> Anytime just, anyone talks about Uniqlo, I have to mention that. You it's can, sad that shirt. It's sad that um, shirt. Also, so, um, you know, find our podcast on any platform that streams podcasts and subscribe and like us. You can also find us on all social media platforms at Hawaii Magazine. And, uh, of course, um, you know, we're really happy to have you, Ed. Thanks for joining us. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I am looking forward to some macadamia nut ice cream. Awesome. Soon. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Thank you so much, <laughs> thank Ed. You. And thank all you all right. for listening. Aloha. Okay. See you, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.